0: Let's start with today's story, the Sore Village Infant Murder Case. It's not every day you get the chance to move to the other side of the world to do what you do best. Jean-Louis Koshol, an engineer with a foreign auto parts maker, got that opportunity in 2002 when his company sent him to South Korea. He was able to take his wife, Veronica, and his two children with him. But his job got in the way of life, so he couldn't take a proper vacation until June 2006. Jean-Louis decided to travel home to France with his family. A month later, however, he had to return to Korea for an important work meeting, and he was all alone at his home in Seore Village, an affluent French enclave in Panpudong, southern Seoul. What happened next turned his life upside down. On June 23, 2006, he received a mackerel gift set from an acquaintance. He went to put the fish in the refrigerator, but it was full, and so he decided to store the mackerel in a small freezer he had on his veranda. The freezer was also filled with different kinds of foods, and it was so unorganized he had to sort through each item to make space for the fish. In that process, he discovered a few unidentifiable items. One item was in a black plastic bag and another item was wrapped in a towel. The lumps looked like leftover chicken, but when Jean-Louis opened the bag and towel to see what was inside, he had found the corpses of two babies. With the help of an acquaintance, Mr. Lee, he reported the incident to the Pangbei police station in Seoul. Officers arrived at the scene soon after, checked the bodies, and searched Jean-Louis' home. Police thought someone could have entered his home while he was on vacation, killed the babies, and discarded their bodies in the freezer. But there were no signs of a break-in, and the only way to gain entry to the home was by using a security card and key. They found that a housekeeper, a middle-aged Filipino woman, had a key a family friend of French nationality, had access to the home as well. And so, the housekeeper and friend were questioned, as well as others, around Jean-Louis. Detectives also sent the bodies of the babies to the forensic service for autopsies. Police at first focused on Jean-Louis as their main suspect, as he was the one who discovered the bodies. But they quickly ruled him out, as they saw how taken aback he was. Investigators then looked at his wife, Veronica. They soon realized it couldn't have been her because she had surgery to remove her uterus three years prior, meaning it would have been impossible for her to have given birth to these babies. Police were also unable to find anything out of the ordinary in the CCTV footage. Jean-Louis had a hard time dealing with the situation, so he decided to return to France to be with his family. There was no way for a travel ban to be issued for him, as he was no longer a suspect, but rather a witness. Without him, Korean police continued their investigation, but they hit a snag. It wasn't easy to carry out autopsies on babies' corpses because there wasn't technology at the time to perform postmortems on infants so young. The fact the bodies were frozen solid, meaning they were in the freezer for a long period of time, also made it difficult to determine exactly when the babies died, as well as the cause of death. Forensic authorities, however, came to the conclusion that the babies were either biracial or foreign, and presumed they weren't born at a hospital, as their umbilical cords were not cut off properly. In addition, one of the corpses were more decomposed than the other, showing the possibility the babies could have been born, killed, and discarded at different times. Police first compared the DNA they collected at jean louiss home and a sample provided by him before he left Korea with the DNA of the babies. Surprisingly, the babies had the same father, Jean-Louis. Encouraged by the breakthrough in their case, officials then looked into who the mother could have been. Tests were done on all women associated with the father, including his housekeeper, to try to see if they matched the DNA of the babies. That didn't produce any results. It made police suspicious of Veronica, but they had nothing substantial to tie her to the crime. That's because, like we mentioned earlier, she had uterus removal surgery three years prior. The case hit another wall. But what police found in the Courgeault's home during a thorough examination jolted the investigation back to life. Detectives collected DNA from a toothbrush used by Veronique, and lo and behold, it was a match. The Courgeaults, who were in France, were informed of the findings, which they vehemently denied. They even held a press conference with their lawyer by their side, They stressed, we are innocent. We cannot accept the DNA analysis results by Korean investigators. We are not going to Korea. Police here handed the case over to the French authorities, citing jurisdiction issues. The baby's corpses were sent to France and a re-examination was carried out only to produce the same results. Jean-Louis and his wife, Veronica, were immediately placed under arrest veronic eventually confessed to the crime saying her husband had nothing to do with it and she was solely to blame it turned out the babies were siblings one year apart she also admitted to committing the same crime in france before moving to korea but said at the time she burned the corpse in a fireplace instead of in a freezer Veronica explained I didn't kill a baby, but rather a part of my body, adding I had forgotten I was pregnant and then all of a sudden a baby came out and that made me scared. After hearing this, the French investigative agency in charge requested a psychiatric evaluation for Veronica. She was diagnosed with pregnancy denial. Women who suffer from this condition deny that they are pregnant, mistaking bleeding with menstruation. Some are unable to feel their babies move, while others don't even show. Jean-Louis said there were never any signs that his wife was pregnant with the baby she killed. Taking into consideration her mental illness, a French court only sentenced Veronica to eight years in prison. But after serving four years, she was released on parole in May 2010 on the condition she receives treatment and counseling. Some people, including those in medical circles, cannot accept and understand the court's consideration of Veronica's mental illness and its leniency to this day. That's because absolutely nothing can justify a mother killing and abandoning three newborn babies. It's something Veronica is going to have to reflect on and live with the rest of her days. That's all for today's case. See you again in our next episode of Megan's Case Files. Thanks for watching.